It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Cap Room. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm your host of this weekly Wednesday show. Um, I'm coming to you live from the future as always. For anyone that's familiar with this, um, the previous two shows that we've done now of Cap Room or also Steelers Touched and Under, where I, which I co-host with Mark Davison, uh, which comes to you live on the eastern side of America at Saturday evening. Regardless of which show it is, though, as I said, I record live from the future. So I'm recording right now on my Wednesday night, um, and this will go live on Wednesday night for those of you in North America, or perhaps you're listening to this a couple of days later. Whenever you're listening to it, though, thanks for joining us on this latest edition to this BTSC family of podcasts. For those of you out there that just generally listen on this audio platform, um, as you may you may know or you may not know, um, BTSC is behind the steel curtain, and that's SB Nation's website for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But in fact, it should be your website for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And all the content that you're looking for is there. The guys are all the writing for the site always have the latest stories. Often I'll look at my phone and see a notification on a story. I go straight to BTSC um, via actually a homepage icon that I've got saved on my iPhone and I can go straight there and I've seen an article would have been posted half an hour beforehand and I've got that latest analysis of everything Pittsburgh Steelers. But look, it's going to be a massive show for this week. Um, this week we're going to focus around the offense. 
um, particularly given the questions that the Pittsburgh Steelers have on offense. But also I'd like to throw out um, the fact that in our first show, I referenced you as the fans, you as the listeners, email me, shoot me some requests. And I actually had a request. Um, it came in just after I'd finished recording last week's episode, and it was from Shannon Stark. And he simply said to me, and I think it's a he based on the icon that he shared with me, but he basically just said to me straight up, can you do a podcast on the offense? So I thought, why not? With all the questions going on, with questions that are going on. Also, we know that in, I think since we've done our last show, Matt Canada definitely confirmed as the offensive coordinator. Um, Ike Hilliard missed out on that Detroit job. So he's back as the wide receivers coach. And as of the last sort of 24 to 48 hours as I'm recording this, the Steelers now have appointed an offensive line coach. And interestingly, that offensive line coach comes from someone internal. Who would have thought the Pittsburgh Steelers, after all those searching, all those, you know, interviews with different candidates, you know, we heard people like, you know, Doug Marone throwing around. I know, I think he signed a contract actually with Alabama. So he's going over to college football, I think, if I saw that correctly. But no, the Steelers actually promoted internally and they promoted Adrian Clem to be the offensive line coach, which shocked a few people. But by gosh, it got some great feedback on social media from some current and former Pittsburgh Steelers players. That included Zach Banner. It included Chooks. Um, it included, you know, there was references to Kevin Dotson's immediate, you know, performance in his rookie year. And, and that was attributed a lot to Clem. Um, Ramon Foster talked about it as well. Um, and I believe Ian Rappaport broke, broke this news. So really interesting for anyone, um, for the more long-term NFL fans, Clem um, played for New England. Um, he was drafted there by the Patriots. Um, I think he even was a first-round draft pick. I might be correct in saying. Won three Super Bowls with New England. Played with Green, the Green Bay in 2005. Um, so, yeah, really interesting career for him. Didn't go that long. Um, he was a run game special assistant head coach at UCLA from 2012 to 2016. So, yeah, and he joined the Steelers in 2019. So, wow. like, And, and he filmed... Sean Surratt's role. So we've really seen this elevation. But look, unlike other sports, in fact, with rugby league in Australia, there is a salary, there is a salary cap or an expenditure cap for development and coaches and what have you. In the NFL, there's none. So that doesn't really necessarily relate to cap room, but it is really important in, to, in terms of how we're getting rookies ready, how we're going to bring in, um, you know, off-season free agents, if we are at all, who we're going to keep, given that, that Clem's very familiar with the Steelers roster. And as we know, that offensive line is critical to a Steelers run game that ranked 32nd in the league last year. But look, let's crack into it. So I thought... Where we should start to get a baseline is very much around positional positional spending um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes to offense. And I know actually that there might be an article going live this week. Um, I haven't seen it going live just yet, but uh, for Jeffrey Benedict, where he's going to look at sort of his take on positional spending and the Steelers offense and, and value and what have you. Um, but I know some of you prefer this podcast meeting, which is great. And, you know, whether we join you on the, your way to work, way home from work, um, work from home, whatever sort of capacity, some of you just prefer that audio form rather than reading. And equally, Jeffrey and I have quite similar thoughts on a lot of things and quite different thoughts too. So this is sort of my, my take on the Steelers offense, but you can't argue with the numbers. In 
2021, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be the 12th most expensive offense in the league at hundred, just a tick over $107 million, about $38,000 um, over that $107 million. Now, this is really interesting because in 2020, we were the 23rd most expensive offense at a, just a tick over $78 million. So as you can see there, there's a difference of about $30 million, and it's quite quick to see, for those of you that are big Pittsburgh Steelers fans, that $19 million um, cap hit for this year, which is which gets Ben's contract up into that $41 million mark. So obviously he's got the 22, 22 and a half that's um, there from roster signing bonuses, but the $19 million that he'll earn for this year has a direct lineage to that number. Now, I must caveat though with that 2021 number of the $107 million and $38,000 um, that they're spending or so on offense. Vance McDonald's cap number actually contributes to that. Now, we know Vance McDonald is retired, which has led to a cap saving of $5.2 million. So technically, technically, that 107 is going to going to be reduced. Now, if that's the case, we then would see the Steelers slide all the way back to only one spot, um, and they'd be just ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs. So... You know, they're not going to move too much there in terms of that 12th position. But, you know, if there was another retirement, like a like a Maurice Pouncey, for example, um, that that would, again, shift us right, right back. And we'd sort of, only three or four positions, but we'd be starting to get with teams more like the Lions and the Seahawks and the 49ers, even the Bengals. We'd sort of be getting to that territory. But that's another question to answer. But... Sure. Okay. Sure. I can label a figure for 2021 and that's, that's, that is all well and good. And you might be sitting there going, well, hang on that. 102 million is a large part of a hundred and ninety-eight million dollars And that, like, that was what the cap was last year. What if the cap goes to down to, you know, that 180 million or even 175 million worst case scenario, particularly because the Steelers are slated to spend, 99.953 million on defense. Those numbers don't add up. Those numbers put us over the cap, which is where we get a lot of, of, you know, most of my numbers will come from over the cap. That's overthecap.com. And they're an awesome site for all things, salary cap numbers and value and what have you. So taking all that in mind, I thought, why don't we go back a couple of years and see where the Steelers have sat in terms of, of cap spend when it comes to offense, because it's important to get a bit of a baseline. So in 2019, the Steelers were sort of in the mid twenties, early twenties for cap expenditure. And on offense, they spent $78.5 million. In 2018, they're a bit more midway in the league. I think they're about 15th. Um, and they were, they were sort of spending just a tick over $80 million. In 20, and so obviously 2018, we lost um, Le'Veon Bell there. That was the year he sat out. And then you had a situation where, like Antonio Brown, that was his last year. In 2017, though, the Pittsburgh Steelers were the most expensive offense in the NFL ahead of the Oakland Raiders, the Atlanta Falcons, and at the time, Washington Redskins, now Washington football team. So in 2017, with that $94 million 
almost 95 million because it was 94.897 million spent on offense. And believe it or not, the, the interesting part about that is that on defense that year, we only spent 54 million. And some of you might be sitting there and go, well, our secondary was, wasn't particularly great that year. That was also um, TJ Watts sort of, um, that was from the year he sort of entered the league, you know, for the Steelers as well. So looking at that 94 million, where did the Steelers rank positionally? The Steelers ranked 13th at quarterback at spending just, um, so yeah, in 2017, the Steelers were spending on quarterback about $21 million. On running backs, they were second in the league second in the league in terms of offensive spend on running backs at 13 million. Now we all know there, we can pretty quickly say Le'Veon Bell's contract, you know, big part of that. We were 17th in the league for wide receiver um, positional spending, where we spent about $17 million, um, about $17.7 million there. Again, you look at AB, you look at some of the guys that are, that are around at that in that period, you know, that number is probably not too much of a surprise. But where the Steelers were started, when you start to go right down the league in terms of spending, the Steelers were 26 in the league for spending at tight end at $3.9 million. And then third in the league for spending on O-line at $39 million. And they were only superseded by the Browns and the Raiders at the time, who, were, who I think if we look at some of those contracts, were paying some guys significantly over. So you might be going, well, hang on that. That's like four seasons ago. Why does that matter? Why it matters is that number one, we've had a new collective bargaining agreement in the last 12 months. And often the cap, as we said in our first show, and I talked a little bit about last week in terms of an adjusted cap, the cap should be seen as a very fluid. It's not, a, whilst it's a hard cap in the, in the NFL compared to luxury taxes in the NBA, teams can spread cost. And teams generally with a pro rata bonus are not really going to do that more than four years. So what we've seen is the Steelers, the cap will have been more malleable for the Steelers, not only because it has gone up until this 2021 season where it's going to go down for the first time in a long time. But what you're seeing is the way the Steelers have now suddenly got some cap room. And what that, and whilst it doesn't, they're not necessarily got the cap room for 2021, when I go through in, you know, in a few minutes time, the cap room we've got in 2022 2023 and 2024, it, you'll be quite surprised as, as to what the Steelers can, will be able to do this offseason in terms of restructures, extensions, um, you know, and, and other contract tweaks or cuts. So before we go into 2021, let's look at 2020 positional spending. In 2020, the Pittsburgh Steelers were the ninth most expensive team in the league for spending on quarterback at $25.7 million. Now, what's so interesting there is that we had one of the cheapest set of backups when you look at Mason Rudolph's contract and when you look at Josh Dobbs's contract as well. The running back room. We were 31st in the league for spending on running back. Now, we had a, we've got obviously a bunch of guys in, on their rookie contracts, whether that's Jalen Samuels, whether that's James Conner, um, who's now a free agent, whether that's Benny Snell Jr., whether that's Anthony McFarland. So that shouldn't really be a surprise. But when you've got the 31st cheapest, you know, um, <laughs> or the second cheapest running back room in the NFL, is it a little surprise behind it, behind an O-line that had so much flux, older O-line, you know, schematic issues, what have you, that you're 32nd in the league for, for, for rush yards? I don't know. But to me, 
you know, you do get what you pay for in life and we haven't drafted, you know, running backs in that second round or up and we haven't brought anyone in. So should we really be surprised at the performances, particularly given the issues with the O-line? Now, wide receiver. And this is where I think anyone can say in 2020, we had huge value. The Steelers spent $5.9 million on wide receivers in 2020. That was... 31st in the league. So it was the second cheapest wide receiver room in the league. And we had three wide receivers with over 800 yards. And we had four players on offense, sorry, five players on offense with more than five touchdowns. So that's incredible. That's incredible value from the wide receiver group. And perhaps it'll be each week. I like to give some sort of values um, metrics. That's probably the most valuable um, piece that we can pull out of last, last year or season 2020's offense. When it comes to tight end position, the Steelers were quite cheap again. They were midway in the league, but they were 15th with $8.9 million. Obviously, we advanced McDonald. We brought in Eric Ebron. Um, and then that third position sort of was spread across players like Zach Gentry, Kevin Rader, um, and a few other different guys. On o, uh, For the O-line, and that's quite an older O-line, quite a storied O-line, and going into this season of being quite a well-performing O-line, we were 17th in the league, spending $34.3 million. So really interesting to get that perspective because in 2021, as we know, the Steelers have 20 free agents, 20 free agents, and nine of those are on the offensive side of the football. Currently, in 2021, the Steelers are set to spend the second highest amount of cap on the quarterback room. Now, obviously, this is including Ben's contract. So the Steelers are meant to spend $43.347 million on the quarterback position. Obviously, $19 million can come off that if Ben isn't on the roster for the 2021 season. Now, the interesting thing is that Ben's your roster bonus in at the start of the league year in March or earlier in the league, early in the league year in March. There's $15 million there that the Steelers could save if they choose not to go forward with him. And I don't know about you, but I've been doing some further reading about Aunt Rooney's comments and some further feedback. Bringing back Big Ben might be a bigger question than what it might looks like, that what it might have looked like following Aunt Rooney's press conferences and press conference, sorry, and also Big Ben's statement after with his agent. The next piece is the running back position. Now, we have James Conner as that big name that's off contract this offseason, and the Steelers probably need to bring someone in, and we might look at who those, those people will be in part two of the show. But when it comes to the RB room, the Steelers right now, that running back room, are only slated to spend just a tick under $2 million at $1.986 million on running backs. Now, that's 32nd in the league. So if we rush for 32nd or the worst amount of yards this, this year, I think we'll prove you get what you pay for. When it comes to wide receiver room, interestingly, again, we sit in that 31st position, so the second cheapest wide receiver room at $5.423 million. Now, interesting, this week we saw Matt Stafford traded from the Lions for Jared Goff and a bunch of first-round picks, and I think it was a third-round pick as well. Well, Jared Goff's going to the to the team that has, spends the least on wide receivers, so good luck, Jared Goff, over there. Now, tight end, 2021, the Pittsburgh Steelers are expected to have the most expensive tight end room. Again, I must caveat that this number reflects Vance McDonald's uh, $5.2 million um, 
contrib- like contribution to the cap. So if we take the five point two million off, the Steelers would slide or down to sort of probably the third to fourth most expensive behind the Browns and the Eagles. Now I know Zach Ertz isn't coming back, and he might be factoring into um, the Eagles there. Um, again, the Saints look like they're going to cut ties with their tight end as well. I think he's on a nine million dollar contract. Um, the Vikings, you know, could move. Um, Rudolph, their tight end as well. So, and then the Lions, um, you know, obviously they they took on um, Jesse James. He might look for a cut as well. And the Steelers fans might be really keen on bringing him up if he does get cut. So there is a bit of movement there um, in those sort of top five with the tight ends. The Chiefs come in there um, sort of in, in a sixth, seventh, sorry, I should say, with 13 million, the Ravens at 12 million. Obviously, the Ravens have got Boyle and Mark Andrews that are fundamental for um, Lamar Jackson. So just an interesting thing to see with all those tight ends. And then we get to the O-line. The Pittsburgh Steelers O-line expenditure in 2021 will be the set the 18th in the most in the league. Um, so that's quite interesting because actually they moved back a spot on where they were in 2020 and they're spending currently 34.8 million, which is only half a million more than they did in 2020. Again, though, this includes Mike Pouncey or Maurice Pouncey. I should say Mike Pouncey is his brother with the, with the charges that's off contract this year, who could be a replacement, but Pouncey is really being rumored to being to retiring. And apparently he's, he's sort of seeking out teammates. If that happens, Again, the Steelers will save, you know, I think it's about $8 million um, at roughly there. Yeah, he'll say, yeah, exactly $8 million um, in terms of Mike uh, Maurice Pounce's contract. Again, that would bring this number significantly back to sort of where Washington is spending, you know, sort of their um, expenditure on the O-line and they'd be back a whole, you know, into the mid-20s, the mid to late 20s. And so the Steelers would be spending a lot less money. But equally... We do have to re-sign guys like Matt Filer and Alejandro Villanueva, potentially, if Alejandro Villanueva is not moving on. So where does that leave us and where are the, where's all that room going? Well, stay tuned for part two where we can go into that. We'll go into some of the player options, you know, given this expenditure. And you know what? If you're a defensive guy, stay tuned too because there's big questions that this raises both the draft picks and what we might be able to do on the defensive side. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back on Steelers Cat Room. I'm Matt Perival and I'm your host of this weekly news show as we're in the off season looking at everything salary cap, Pittsburgh Steelers, Players on contract, players off contract, you know, expenditure, free agents, the draft, anything where we can, there's a dollar spent from that cap, we're covering it. So picking up where we left off before the break, 
I talked about the different positional spending that the Pittsburgh Steelers had had over the last few years. I talked about the different, um, the different costs overall and how that compared to the rest of the league. But you're probably sitting there going, Matt, it just sounds like we're spending a lot of money when we're way over the cap. Yep, we are, <laughs> in short. But I got some good news for you. And that good news is that the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022, 2023, and 2024 have some significant cap room available. In fact, the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022 will have $7.5 million being spent on, on offense, potentially. $7.5 million. Now, at a maximum projection, it's at $11.3 million based on what's rostered on, you know, on there right now. But at the moment, what, what um, over the cap are projecting is just $7.5 million. In 2023, that number changes to $4.4 million. That's right, $4.4 million in 2023. And guess what, folks? The only Pittsburgh Steelers signed for 2024 is Cameron Haywood. There's no offensive players signed into 2024. And, you know, we've got some great sort of rookies or guys on their rookie contracts that could be extended quite earlier if the Pittsburgh Steelers wanted to go that way and give them roster bonuses and lower their cap hit. And that's $0 million for 2024. The Steelers have got options. In fact, the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2024 are one of only seven teams in the league that have zero expenditure committed for 2024 when it comes to offense. Teams like the Patriots that are on that list. So there's things to be wary of. Now, the other thing I wanted to look at in, in terms of the offense, and I mentioned that we had nine free agents out of our 20 um, this offseason being on the offensive side of the football. Equally, because you're probably sitting there going, nine players, that's hard to replace, even if we've got a draft coming up, even with a free agency. Free agency is going to be a struggle because we're over the cap. But the Steelers, you know, either very astutely um, or at least to try and fill some needs have actually signed up to nine, um, 11 players um, for futures contracts um, for the next year or two. And we've seen, you know, um, that include, you know, Dwayne Haskins. They've brought in, you know, some, some different sort of guys that, you know, keeping guys like Kevin Rader in there as well um, and what have you. So, They've brought in these 12 players. So we've got one quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. We've got three tight ends in Charles Jones, Dax Raymond, Kevin Rader, who in Kevin Rader, we know had that good end to the season. There's two wide receivers in Anthony Johnson and Cody White. Um, there's one running back in Trey Edmonds. So he's been around the Steelers roster for several years now. And of course, there's five offensive tackles in Anthony Coyle, Brandon Walton, um, John Leglu. Jaron Jones and Avante Collins. So really interesting there in terms of the Pittsburgh Steelers being able to create some depth. In terms of those nine offensive side of the football free agents, though, here are some names. Alejandro Villanueva, Zach Banner, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Danny Isidoro, who came in fairly late in the season onto that practice squad. I think he might have um, suited up for a couple of games, though. Um, you've also got... James Conner, Gerald Hawkins, who can't be on the... He's not eligible for the practice squad this year, I'm pretty sure. Josh Jobs, obviously. Ray Ray McLeod. Um, and JC Hassenhauer is an exclusive rights free agent. Now, in my opinion, JC Hassenhauer, if we can 
you know, if we're keeping Pouncey or we're replacing this brother or another um, off contracts, you know, veteran center, great. Um, but bringing back Jason House now is a no for me. Let's try and fill a need in the draft there and support him there. I'd prefer to get Makari from um, the 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 Ravens who had a few loose snaps like Pouncey because I think he's got a lot more promise than a JC Hassenhauer. JC Hassenhauer is not the future for the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. So there's a lot of questions for the Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes to the offensive side of the football, massive questions. And you're pretty probably sitting there going, well, the first question is big Ben and big Ben does leave. What are we going to do? We need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. And that's that's a fair thing. We do need a quarterback. I mean, someone's got to sit back there. And I don't think that much of the fan base is very confident in Mason Rudolph. But interestingly, there's not a lot of, lot of available at the quarterback position in free agency, nor is there a lot of guys that are going to be, you know, reasonably priced. I mean, Dak Prescott, he's going to be out of the Pittsburgh Steelers price range, regardless of ben, if Ben stays or goes. Jacoby Brissett, is he really the answer for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Philip Rivers was off contract this se- this season. He's retired. There's Mitchell Trubisky. If the if Bears fans are polarized by him, Steelers fans would be more so. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's getting older. Is he really our, the future? Tyra Taylor now in his thirties as well. Um, at least we can hope that the Steelers don't puncture his lung with a um, with a needle if we were to bring him in. Then, like, when we look at the rest of the list, like, there's Andy Dalton, you know, AJ McCarron, Colt McCoy, Matt Barkley, Matt Matt Schwab, um, Cam Newton, Nate Sudfield, Joe Flacco, Ryan Griffin. I mean, none of these names would be inspiring any confidence. The only player I look at is Jermaine Swinston, and let's hope that laser surgery has worked well. What does this all mean? It means the Pittsburgh Steelers will need to be bring Big Ben back for one last year. And I hope it's only one last year because I agree with Brian Anthony Davis um, from the podcast lead podcast producer. You know, he, he sort of mentioned Big Ben will be like that college, you know, roommate that you married, wife and kids sits on your couch, you know, eats out of a salad bowl or your lollies and just, you know, is a slob and takes everything you've got. I'm not saying Big Ben's a slob, but what I'm saying is, is that as long as Steelers have got him under contract, he'll want to keep slinging that rock, you know, elbow detached or or not, but there's not a lot to replace him with out there. And that makes you, that makes you think, are the Steelers going to make a move at quarterback? Equally, you're sitting there and going, well, hang on Matt. There's a bunch of players. There's a bunch of players in free agency that are leaving on the defensive side of the football. You know, how are we going to replace a Bud Dupree. You know, we have Alex Highsmith, but do we need to bring in a proven vet into that outside linebacking core? Are we going to bring in, we need another inside linebacker. You know, are we going to keep, how are we going to keep Avery Williamson? What are we going to do? How are we going to be able to re-sign Tyson Alualu for another year? You know, what about a Chris Wormley? Can we bring him back on the cheap? I don't know. What about Mike, Mike Hilton? You'll be going, I don't know too. Like, do we bring him or do we bring Sutton? Both need a contract. Both need some money. You know, some fans are really keen on bringing back Marcus Allen as well. I mean, he's an exclusive rights free agent, but, you know, do the Steelers spend precious salary cap resources there? They're all questions, and they're all shaped about what we want to do on the offensive side of the football. Because the fact of the matter is, is that, and we talked about this on 
um, you know, Steelers touchdown under this week. At the end of the day, as great as a defense as this, this Pittsburgh Steelers is, and I'm a defensive man too. I love my defensive, you know, statistics. And I, I love watching defensive sacks more than I probably do touchdowns. And I love seeing an interception. But the reality is, is that if you look at the two teams that are in this season's Super Bowl, those teams were league, you know, up there in terms of league leading for offensive, you know, offensive performance. And and that's the reality of it. You know, you need to be able to score points in this in this NFL. A defense on its own is not gonna not gonna do it. And we saw that in twenty nineteen when the Pittsburgh Steelers had no Ben Roethlisberger and we relied on Mason Rudolph. Um, you know, and and a very, very young offense in in different positions. So, you know, there's some massive questions that the Pittsburgh Steelers have got to answer when it comes to the offensive side of the football. And you know, we'll we'll cover this in next week's show in terms of the defense. But you know, they've got just as many questions, you know, potentially on the defensive side of the football. So, to wrap up this week's show, as always, um, on Steelers cap room, we look at value. You know, value at different you know different positions, and. As we as we sort of said, value is really hard to sort of necessarily, you know, put on the table in terms of, you know, does someone's contract number purely tell all the stories? Do, does it tell the the full nature of different players' performances? And you might be sitting there going, no, you know, because a touchdown here that, you know, gets you into a championship is more important than, you know, necessarily having 10 on the season or not. When I look at the 2021 cap numbers, there are some real players that, that you sort of question. And I'm, you know, I've talked about the really good value of the last few weeks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I talked about TJ Watt last week in his place in the sort of top five to ten in the NFL. What about Pitts, what about players on the Pittsburgh Steelers that aren't necessarily providing value? Let's take Derek Watt. In 2021, Derek Watt will have a cap number for the Pittsburgh Steelers of $3.833 million. Now, with what he does on the special team side um, of the football, you know, not of the football necessarily, but on, in the special teams game, that's cheaper than what it would have been to keep Tyler Matakavich. You know, I think he went for something like $5 million or so with the, with the Buffalo Bills. But if we were to cut him, you know, that would be a hit, dead cap hit of $2.16 million and a saving one point six six. Now, we need someone in the fullback position, even if that's not really where we're, our running game's flowing through. And we do need that, you know, the role he plays on special teams. But at the end of the day, that 1.66 brings back an Avery Williamson, or that brings back a Zach Banner. Would you cut your Derek Watt? I think you would. Equally, Eric Ebron. Is he someone that's going to give you value this year at $8.5 million? Maybe. Maybe not. And if not, I'm not recommending the Steelers cut him, even though it would save $6 million. But he's someone you might see them do a restructure, as I talked last week, or an extension. Um, probably more extension given this last year's deal. But you know, he's someone that would be right for that. But as we go through the as we go further through the list, I mean, he's not necessarily an offensive player, but you know, the Wizard of Oz in terms of Chris Boswell, can you afford to spend four point seven million dollars on a kicker? Now it might be all the difference in the a- in AFC North football where it's cold, but. And again, you only save $1.4 million to the cap. But if this cap is at $180 million and Big Ben's coming back, 
they have to find money from somewhere. And as I said, I know Chris Boswell is a special teams player, but it does affect the salary cap and it is scoring points. So we can kind of lump him there, I think, as an offensive player. But apart from that, really, if the Steelers want to create cap room, David DeCastro is the player they need to look at either extending, which they could do for several seasons, um, and, and you could do that quite handily in that, like, he's only 31, probably will play another two seasons minimum. You extend that out, um, and he's rostered on, you know, he's on the roster for 2021. Equally, if they're shopping him for draft picks, imagine if you get a second and a fourth. You probably could replace, you know, second there, if you can go quite early, you replace him there um, with his position. You know, we already know Kevin Dotson's coming in. You can bring Matt Filer in with the, with the 8.75 you know, cap saving there. I don't want Matt Filer at left guard. I thought he played awful there in that um, in that wild card round, but you could put him at right tackle. So when we look at David DeCastro, even though he was injured this year, even though it wasn't that, you know, he had an off season compared to what he's done previously, could this, the value of moving David DeCastro on, particularly if you can get a couple of picks for him, given those picks that you can bring in, plus, which are much cheaper and rookie deals, plus the cap saving, that's when we talk about value, it might not be just about performance. It might be what you can get for them. But look, that's a question we might find out very quickly about as we approach the new year league year. Trades are already starting to happen. Trades don't go official to March 17th. Um, so look, who knows what we'll see in this next week, by the time I record next week's cap room, where I will be looking to focus on the defense. But again, if you've got a specific question, feel free to reach out to me at AussieSteeler91 at gmail.com. That's A-U-S-S-I-E Steeler91 at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and I'll join you on next week's cap room. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.